0: Hi, this is my podcast for my cultural autobiography for AMST 464. Enjoy. My name is Clacieta Rosa Castaneda. I am a 21-year-old Hispanic woman. My dad's side of the family are Mexican and my mom's side is 100% white. My mom and dad never got married and they split up when I was young. I have three sisters and two brothers. I grew up living with my mom, which makes me a little sad looking back on my upbringing. I wish I could have spent more time with my dad and that side of the family so I could have been more immersed into that side of my family's culture. Growing up with my mom, I was not encouraged to or given the tools to explore my own ethnicity, so I felt like I wasn't able to fully embrace myself. I don't know Spanish. I don't even go by my real name. I catch myself becoming hesitant at times to identify myself as a Mexican-American girl because of the inexperience I've had with my dad's side of the family. I grew up with my mom, and like I said before, my entire family on that side is white. I faced many challenges when I was growing up. My family, and I mean my family I have with my mom, has always struggled with finding a steady job and never graduated college. My dad never graduated high school. I'm actually a first-generation college student. When I was growing up, I got to see my dad and siblings on his side of the family on most weekends until he left to Mexico for a few years without saying a word to me. My mom then got married and my whole world was rocked and slowly began falling apart. She was married for 7 years and ended up having a son who I've grown up with now since I was 5. His name is Hunter. My mom's marriage was horrible for me. Her husband was abusive and controlling. I suffered. And because my mom never got a degree, it was really hard for her to get a good job and provide for my brother and me. So she did what she could and ended up working night shifts and worked a ton while her husband stayed at home. My mom and him eventually got divorced. Not because of his abusiveness, because neither my mom or anyone for that matter knew about that, but because they began fighting a lot and she got fed up. When they divorced, I thought my whole world was changing and the sun was finally gonna rise. I was wrong. My mom ended up having to work more and more and put her happiness into the hands of her boyfriends she would choose to put into our home and into the lives of my brother and me. Her boyfriends didn't provide for us or help our home or family out in any way. This meant new men coming and going in our home for years and years bringing their kids and all their problems with them into our 1,000-square-foot duplex. This meant cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If we were lucky, maybe some chili my mom would put in the crockpot in the morning and have us come home from school to eat for dinner. We had a roof over our heads, clean water, and I had my own bedroom. I am thankful for that. While all of this was going on at home, I formed my own path and found ways to survive and keep myself afloat. I got involved with all the sports I could and made as many friends as possible. I surrounded myself with amazing people and found love and compassion through the relationships I made with my friends, their families, and my teammates and my coaches. I'm so thankful for all the opportunities that were given to me. I was very independent at a very young age and learned how to take care of myself. I've worked for everything and everyone I have in my life, and I've learned many lessons throughout this journey. I identify myself with not things or people I was born with, but through the experiences I've had and relationships I have formed. Intersectionality plays a significant role in my identity. I don't categorize myself into one area of life and contain myself within those boundaries set out by society. I believe about myself and everyone else that we are so much more than what we have been born with. Whether that's our socioeconomic status, our gender identity, our families, our roles in society, cultural identity, language, religion, and so on. There are so many quote-unquote boxes we are put into the moment we enter this world. I know this is very common, but I think people often put me into a set of boxes during our first interaction that differs from my own self-identification. Thinking ahead to how I can use this knowledge in the classroom, it's key to inform my students on stereotypes and their own implicit biases when meeting people for the first time or seeing something that doesn't fit our usual norms. Along with acknowledging my own implicit biases and encouraging my students to do the same, it is also important to provide tools to help counter those thoughts. I know I have had a lot of experiences in my life that have enforced implicit biases within myself. For instance, when I often interact with white older men, because of the experiences I had with my stepfather when I was a child, it is hard for me to assume positive intentions. It is hard for me to keep an open mind or to avoid making assumptions and drawing conclusions based on things I observe. Sometimes I even catch myself literally looking for signs of any negative behavior from men, especially fathers. When interacting with kids, I am extremely keen to their behaviors and personalities. What I have discovered about myself and other children through my experiences are that children are very smart. They're really good at hiding things. I wish so badly I had someone, a teacher, a friend, a coach, anyone to notice me and see that I was suffering, see that I was screaming inside and I needed help. So when I work with kids, It is hard for me to not look for those signs and make assumptions. This affects my internal bias because this was my experience, not others. Maybe I won't ever have a student that had similar experiences that I did. Maybe I will. Maybe I overthink a lot of things. Maybe they have a great family and great home life. I find it hard to hold myself back from asking questions and wanting so badly to be a light in everyone's life, even if they might not need it. Looking back at my life so far, and especially my childhood, I've realized that it was terrible at times. I have a ton to be thankful for, but I also have a ton to be quite frankly pretty pissed about. My upbringing was harsh and very dark at times, but I am also so thankful for the people I chose to surround myself with. My friends, teachers, teammates, and coaches became my family. My experiences have helped me choose the career I want to pursue because I want to be able to be a source of light and empowerment for others, especially kids. I want to be that person that I needed when I was a child for other children. Even if that means just being an awesome teacher by providing my students with the tools to become great people and to learn to love themselves. As I continue on my career path, I'm continuing my own self-discovery and learning how to embrace every feature I have of myself and be who I am with no shame. Doing this will also help me to set a good example for my students. It is important to walk your talk instead of just talk the talk, especially when you're a teacher. My goal is to create a completely inclusive atmosphere in my classroom and make sure everyone, every student in my class feel heard and most importantly, comfortable. Another goal I have is to create an atmosphere where everyone is on equal playing fields, including myself. I don't want my students feeling like I am a dominating person with all this power over them. I want to build meaningful relationships and connections with my students and aid them to embrace their own identities and leave the classroom every day as better people as they were yesterday. This is Graciela Castaneda, and that was my cultural autobiography podcast. Thank you for listening.